here on the Adelaide show with with Richard Mack. Um, you mentioned a widespread misunderstanding, okay, uh, in the United States regarding the role, duty, spirit, and intent of peace officers and police departments. Okay, is that uh, is that going to be within the organizations themselves, primarily outside of them? Is the at-large public ill-informed, or is it primarily more of a bureaucratic fault? I mean, and it seems to be ongoing. And it's how much of this is just a drill, and how much, you know, and, and, and what's our status report, I, uh, uh, Mr. Mack? You know, I'm pre- for me personally, forensically, I'm pretty good at seeing the door where something came in, in terms of information, yeah. and in, in the marketplace of ideas. Uh, but I'm, you know, you know, I'm, and I'm pretty physically fit, but you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I got books over my face all the time. So I'm basically blind and nearsighted. You know, I can, I can go out and go camping for a, a night or two and my long to, you know, long distance vision improves. Uh, and I can see where these, I can see the, the, you know, as a, as a, a media scholar and a, and a professional, I can see the doors where these problems are, but people out there on the ground. And of course, in my community, I observe the, 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 the people and the the edifices um but but you know how um you know how bad is it what outside that door where i see things coming and going how many problems are there well there's actually far too many to count uh, quite honestly if you look at what's going on today in the news i mean even the mainstream news uh, is talking about all these scandals and if you look at the situation at the border our own government has caused this catastrophe that we're facing now at the border and our own government has the audacity uh, if not the complete hypocrisy to say that we have a war on terror but they will not secure our borders and they say well we need to make laws of about uh, new immigration laws no why don't you just enforce the ones that are there? I mean, I'll, I'll, obviously this has gotten so out of hand. And yet they tell people, they tell us publicly that they don't want uh, an invasion of Latin American citizens into America, yet they continue to offer all these entitlements and free uh, governmental programs to people who do come here, uh, even driver's licenses, and they uh, allow, allow them to vote and register to vote. And the free medical and free home, uh, uh, free homes, you know, free mm-hmm. rent mm-hmm. and uh, free living if you come here to America. And that's because of this uh, ridiculous socialistic progressive uh, influx from Washington, D.C. and our state capitals that uh, make all of this possible. And uh, the book clearly points out uh, the story of uh, Davy Crockett, where he said that. Uh, where he finally learned, and he repented, that this is not your money to give. And one of his constituents said, there is nowhere in the Constitution that allows the federal government to become a charitable organization mm-hmm. or to establish charity. Yeah. And uh, when the government forces us, as they do now, to participate in this charitable entitlement society that we now live in, and the founding fathers all warned us against a welfare state, and we're way beyond that now. And so we have this welfare state program that offers all these illegal aliens coming into our country um, such uh, benefits. And we all pay for these, and they get free schooling, free housing, free free food, uh, free medical, 
And all of this continues and continues, and it gets bigger and more expensive every year. And uh, there's just no way that our economy uh, can survive this. Well, it, and there needs to be – there are different value systems. And, I mean, the, 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 the value ascribed to the worth of, you know, the United States Treasury is different than the Federal Reserve Bank, which is partially private, if not entirely private, for all practically purpose, practical purposes – Federal Reserve Bank is a bank. It's a financial tool. It's different than that which, at its own fiat, the Congress um, capitalizes, e.g., the, the, the Treasury. Um, so there are different value chains, and they're conflated. So there's, there's a kind of, you know, there's a duplicity from, from, you know, from my shingle, at least historically, and kind of out there. The government... Oh, okay, and here I've gone and done what I said not to do and personified the government. Um, yeah. but, but the system at, at hand needs better lighting. It, you know, people, you know, there, there needs to be, in the public school systems, maybe there needs to be said, you know, hey, um, at your own peril, this is not, this doesn't have a worth in and of itself, and if you're going to use it as a script, then you've bought into the system, Right. And I can say, interestingly enough, regarding demographics and regarding immigration, when we were at the Houston Independent School District for a short while, while, you know, two years ago, you know, I have a I have a son who was in grade school there, and primarily he may have been the only native English speaker in his classroom. And most of what the staff there were doing were triaging the immigrant children. That's what they yeah. had. That's where they were having to devote most of their resources. Of course, you know, and so it yeah. didn't really serve. You know, the son of a college-educated, uh, you know, family um, who's already reading at a high school level and, you know, quote, you know, it doesn't serve him. He sits in there and gets bored. And what does he do with his big, sharp tongue? He gets in trouble. So, so institutionally, I mean, you know, I, you know, and we do what you and I, for example, I've mentioned this already during this conversation today. We do what we can to try to educate those. Um, but, I mean, education is key in everything. And, you know, I always, you know, and, and keep keep learning. But but institutionally, it is most undoubtedly a problem. Um, the constitutional sh- uh, Mr. Mack, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association purports itself uh, to equip sheriffs, peace officers and public officials with the necessary information and public support to carry out their duties in accordance with the oaths, with their oaths of office. Right. What does that mean and how does it work and what is your role with that organization? What are what are the plans there? Tell us about that. Well, I founded the organization. I'm the president and, I guess, owner. But uh, it, it, it plain and simply was an uh, organization, uh, CSPOA, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, to uh, educate uh, our nation's peace officers and sheriffs uh, to, one, our awful situation and their duty to correct it. And uh, the, the best government, as Jefferson said, the best government serves least and serves at the local level and uh, reagan called our tax system uh, a complete injustice that it was completely un-american and that it deserved rebellion well if it deserves rebellion then it deserves to be stopped and uh, the citizens don't need to rebel we just need to stop this um, monster of uh, illegal taxation that's going on in the country you know, the the founders called the power to tax the power to destroy. 
and they've been destroying people, and they've been putting innocent Americans in prison uh, because they might make a mistake on this ridiculous, convoluted uh, tax structure that we have in America today that's uh, 700,000 pages long or whatever the crazy, stupid thing is. And it's ridiculous that we continue to do this in America. And so the question is, and that's what we pose in C- at the CSPOA, who will protect the people of America from their own government and the crimes there? And that's what we teach. We teach fundamental principles uh, that our Constitution was founded upon. And we show people there is no way that we can have freedom in America if local officials continue to allow the abuse from the federal government to thrive and to be perpetuated in in their own jurisdictions. And so, again, the question comes up, which sheriff and which system do you want? Do you want the Sheriff Gillespie system, or do you want the Sheriff Tony DeMeo system? Mm. And so this is what we ask the sheriffs. Which sheriff are you? Are you a constitutional sheriff? And now nationwide, that's starting to become a, a, a routine in uh, sheriff races across the country. Sheriffs are running as constitutional sheriffs. Candidates are running that they'll be constitutional sheriffs. People are asking in every sheriff race in the country, which of you will be a constitutional sheriff? We want to know. We have the right to know. And every citizen listening to this program, every person listening to this program, the people of America listening to what's going on today, they have a right to know. Will your sheriff defend you against the crimes and illegal acts of the federal government? And and that's why the, the, the back of the book, uh, uh, I really love the book cover, you, the patriotic, freedom-loving citizen, you, the local police officer, or I'm sorry, you, the local peace officer or police chief, you, the elected representative of the people, you, the county sheriff, you must stand with faith, with the humility of a shepherd boy and the strength of a warrior, as David did against Goliath. Are you a David? And I believe that that question needs to be asked to every public official in the country. Everyone should get their hand on this book. Take it to your sheriff, take it to your chief of police, take it to your state reps, take it to your governor. And we're going to try to hand deliver this to every uh, congressman and, and Senate senator in, in Washington, D.C., and maybe we can kick something in there. I don't really hold out any hope for freedom in Washington, but I do hold out a lot of hope and a lot of opportunity to take back America, to take back our Constitution at the local level. Every sheriff can do this. Right. Can, can, a, can a local sheriff show a shingle and say, you know, our affairs are in order. Okay. Look no further here. You know, that's what the governor's job is, right? Yes. The governor and the sheriff are the two most powerful people in the state, and they sure can do it. Okay. Well, good. That's a good thing to know. And at the same time, I mean, like you mentioned a federal court earlier where the, 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 the gentleman on the bench said, these affairs shock the conscience of the court, and he set a very strong precedent just by saying those very words and whatever else oh, happened. Oh, yeah. And so and it's an example of um, uh, when the federal system properly staffed, right, or when the, when the agency is in its full faculty, as, yes. 
as it's intended to be by the framers, then it works wonderfully. So it all comes back down to people. And so it comes down to people, and, and, and when it comes down to people, what's important is educating the people and, and, right. and people standing up for their own rights. Um, I will, uh, we can leave it there for today, uh, Mr. Mr. Mack. It's, it's Richard Mack. He, uh, his latest book is called Are You a David? Available um, for purchase or barter, I uh, presume, at um, uh, cspoa.org. Uh, stands for Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, cspoa.org. Thank you, Mr. Mack, for, for being on Odalay today, sir. Hey, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much.